What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Crimson Tiger Wire podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us and jumping in with us today or whenever you're listening or watching this. We're so glad that you're here, a part of the Crimson Tiger Wire. Uh, if it's your first time joining us, welcome. My name is John. I'm your host for this episode uh, and for the show. Uh, if you've been with us, welcome back. Welcome back, and thanks so much for being a part of the Tiger Wire community. Hey, you can follow us and join us over on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at the Tiger Wire. TikTok is at the Clemson Tiger Wire. Uh, give us a follow over there on Instagram, TikTok. You get to see some behind the scenes of when we go to the games. Also some recaps, some different clips of the podcast. And then on Twitter, you get to follow along and get to see our live response, our live tweets uh, during the game with our responses uh, and reactions of how the game is going throughout the entire game. And so today we're going to go jump in and dive into Clemson's game tonight against Virginia Tech. So we'll dive into that, give our thoughts, give a recap on that uh but yeah that's the show thanks so much for joining us i uh, do want to give a heads up real quick unfortunately i'm feeling a little under the weather so if my voice uh goes out a little bit or if i sound different or if i look different or anything like that that's why uh, unfortunately not feeling the hottest tonight but it's all right we're still going to go through clemson didn't power through tonight but don't worry your tiger wire is going to but uh hey thanks again for so much for joining us so tonight Clemson played Virginia Tech for their third hard ACC game to start our ACC conference schedule. Um, let's just reminder, I think Clemson started off this season, the ACC schedule conference, uh, ACC conference schedule, probably harder than anybody else in the conference. You start with at Miami, then you play at home against Carolina, and then you play at Virginia Tech. Those three, I think, personally, hardest schedule, hardest opening three games of anybody in the conference. I think a success, something to walk out with your head held really high after that amazing non-conference play that Clemson had, you go two for three. I think if we walk out of Miami, UNC, uh, Virginia Tech to open this, you walk out of that uh, two for three, you're really positive. Your head's held high, you feel great about it, right? And so we played at Miami ugly i don't even know if you can call that playing we didn't show up they played very like they didn't care it was rough then we played at home against carolina back and forth game and we just couldn't make shots shot one for 18 from the three pointers and then tonight we go to two blacksburg and let me tell you disappointing tonight's game was huge disappointing uh clemson ended up losing the game 87 to 72, and I think that score talks about how not close the game was. Uh, some people on Twitter are saying, oh, the score doesn't show how close the game it was. I disagree. The whole game, Virginia Tech was up. Uh, Clemson felt like they were chasing the entire time. Uh, so I think the score accurately says exactly where it is. Uh, let's get it started with just some team stats, comparing the different team stats. Uh, for field goal percentage, Clemson didn't shoot the ball terribly tonight, but not the hottest. We shot 50 or 44% or Virginia Tech shot lights out. They shot over 60% in the first half, a little colder in the second and shot 54% overall. Clemson shot nine for 26, back up to our season average of uh, how many threes we made. Still not a great percentage, but uh, uh, shot nine for 26. Virginia Tech lights out 13 for 24, made 54% of their three-point shots. I want to stop here. So the first half, Clemson had a good three-point uh, first half. They shot, I think it was like seven for 13, something like that. So decent, shooting over 50%, shooting very, very feeling very confident about where you are, right? 
Second half, we shot two for 13. Two for 13. When we're behind, we need the points. We need it. We'll get there in a second. But, yeah, shot two for 13 in the three-point in the second half. Keep going. Free throws. Virginia Tech took 14. Clemson only took eight. Uh, both made the majority. Seven for eight. Twelve for 14 there. Rebounds. We got out-rebounded. Um, 28 to 35. It, it, you just – with our team, that can't happen. It's multiple games in a row we've been out-rebounded. Uh, got there. We won the offensive boards by one, but got killed on defensive boards. Assist, we bumped ours up from six last game against Carolina. We had 13 this game. Virginia Tech had 17. Uh, steals, four to seven. Blocks, three to five. Virginia Tech won top to bottom. They won everything. Turnovers, uh, total turnovers, we tied at 11, but points off turnovers. Virginia Tech capitalized, scored almost 20. We had 13 points in the paint. They won 34 to 28. Fouls, we had more fouls than them. Uh, the largest lead, we led by four points early. They led by 15, and their, what they won with was their largest lead of the game. So it was a rough game. You're walking through that. You are not encouraged. You're not too happy about it. It was definitely a rough game. I was kind of coming into this, I was taught, thinking to myself, I was like, all right, which way do we want to take this loss? Do we want to take the loss of uh, just another game where a team is shooting lights out where, yes, they did shoot. First half, they shot over 64, or they shot 64% from the field and from three-point. Incredible, right? Virginia Tech came out on fire. But you're like, do you, do you just say it was one of those nights that just another unfortunate night where against Carolina, unfortunate night, we just couldn't make a shots, and then now against Virginia Tech, unfortunate night, they're making everything? I almost went there, but honestly, I don't think that's it. I don't think we can attribute this to just one of those nights because I think the reason Virginia Tech shot that high was because of Clemson's defense. I think our defense was atrocious tonight. P.J. Hall picked up two fouls early, so he sat probably eight out of the last ten minutes in the second in the first half. Uh, so he sat a lot tonight, and that caused that was a big factor when you have him sitting on the bench. But honestly, our guard play, our defense was rough. Chase Hunter could not get uh, settled coming off of screens. He was making the bad read, trying to either go under or over or even go through a screen when the guy went the opposite way. Joe Girard, his his man-to-man defense has turned into a point where it's like his, his defense is so bad that his offense has to be way up here to counteract it, and that's not happening. I think his defense is way down here and his offense is just like here, so it's not counteracting it. Overall, I don't think he's a positive player this past three games for Clemson. I think his defense is bringing him down and his offense isn't picking it up. So I think Joe Girard is hurting us. Our guard play was rough. There was one point that Joe Girard left like a semi-truck space between him and his man, which, of course, they're going to hit a knockdown three shooting 60% when you don't have a hand in their face. I just Our defense tonight was disgusting, and I think that's why they dropped 87 on us. I, and what's here's what's crazy to me, though. Our last game we played against Carolina, who was a very talented scoring offense. Carolina might be one of the best offenses in the league, and we held them to 65 points. Great, right? I mean, it sucks we only scored 55, but great. We held them to 65 points in a whole game. Tonight against Virginia Tech, we let them score 53 in the first half. What in the world? What? How? Where does that – how does that happen? How does our defense go so good to locking down Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis and locking down these players to now we're allowing three different Virginia Tech players to score their career high? I'm going to say that again. Three different players tonight for Virginia Tech scored their career high. Again, that's not going to happen every night, but it is when the defense that we're playing was the kind of defense we were playing. I think Clemson's guard defense tonight was rough. Um, Getting into player stats and uh, different player stats, 
Chase Hunter, once again, was on the court more than anybody else for us tonight. He had nine points, shot the ball three for 13, uh, one for five from the three-pointer. Not a great game there. Uh, he ended up with a total four rebounds, two assists, one turnover, um, two fouls. So Chase Hunter didn't have a great night. He shot the ball a lot, 13 times, uh, made three of them. So not a great night from Chase Hunter. Our second most person on the field was probably our most disappointing player or on the court, most disappointing player of the year for Clemson, Joe Girard. He was on the court for 34 minutes, and he went three for 10, another one for five. Uh, from the three-point line. So between our two guards, Chase Hunter, P.J. Hall, or Chase Hunter, Joe Girard, we went two for ten from the three. That can't happen. Can't happen. So another time, they're struggling. Uh, P.J. Hall, he was on the court 30 minutes, lower night because of that foul trouble in the first half. But he honestly, he had a lower night. He shot four for 13, 11 points, only had four rebounds, three fouls, and a turnover. I mean, he did not have a good game at all. I mean, he's been lower on the rebound side all year, but only four rebounds, zero assists. P.J. Hall had a terrible night. Not terrible, but terrible considered to him. Uh, Chauncey Wiggins, I thought, was the most consistent for or second most consistent. He played 22 minutes. Uh, he shot five for seven for 12 points, three rebounds, a block, zero turnovers, zero fouls. So I think Chauncey Wiggins – did what he was asked to do. He came out. He played decent defense. He was. He started using his height a little bit more. I think Chauncey Wiggins. He sits ten, sits eleven, and throughout the year he's been known to be kind of a catch and shoot kind of player. Uh, he doesn't really use his height. He tries to play on the outside, and I'm sure part of that is drawn up. Part of that is coached. But uh, there's been times where he won't use his height. Tonight he used it. When he had weaker opponents on him, he backed them down. He got open shots in the paint. He put shot the mid-range. Tonight he really used his mid-range game. He reused his height to his ability and he pulled down some big he pulled down a big offensive board and put it back up for two. So really happy with Chauncey Wiggins' performance tonight. Two for four from the three. He didn't feel like he forced anything. He might could have been a little bit more aggressive, but overall happy with Chauncey Wiggins style. And then Ian Shefflin. Ian had another good game, 7 for 10, shot 70%. He made his only three-point attempt, one for one. So that puts him at almost 60% of his three points he shot this year. He's made nine of them. He's shooting almost 60% for three-pointers. Uh, he had 15 points tonight, eight rebounds. Five of those were offensive. He had two assists, three fouls, zero turnovers. Ian Shefflin had a good game. So our starting lineup, here's the points, breakdown 15, 12, 12, 11, and 9. And, guys, that that's that's rough. Right. That's that's hard. Uh, you're not going to win a lot with that, with a combined of. Uh, oh, I, sorry. One thing I forgot to mention, and this is the biggest thing. Joe Girard, while he only had 12 points, three for 10. You know, how many turnovers he had tonight. Six. He had six turnovers tonight. And they were all I would say maybe one might have not been his fault. Uh, got called for a charge. The rest of them, though, was ugly ugly i mean he just throw the ball away he'd get trapped he wouldn't have a three so he'd dish it out and it'd be a turnover he would get pickpocketed joe gerard did not have a good night and that's three straight games that he hasn't have a good night let's just let's focus in on his performance i think so joe gerard coming into this game he was supposed to be uh a very a huge player for us right he was supposed to be someone that would come in and was going to be lights out non-stop was going to be coming in and uh play amazing for us was going to be he was a top five scorer in the ACC last year he's going to continue that this year and with him and PJ Hall it was going to be amazing and non-conference play first 12 games of the season yes I would say for sure but then since ACC has started 
I'm not, I don't think he hasn't been too hot. I mean, Miami game wasn't terrible. He shot, he had 18 points against Miami, uh, shot 42% from the field, 40% from the three. So that one was good. But then last game against Chapel Hill, he shot 10% from the field, 0% from the three, had five points in 32 minutes. Tonight, again, 12 points, shooting 30%, 20 from the three uh, in 34 minutes. Joe Girard, when he came in, everyone knew he could score. Everyone knew he had great offense. And the question marks, which we've talked about repeatedly, was his defense. And what I was saying a couple minutes ago is sometimes a great offensive player can pull through a bad – less than average defense because their offense is so good, right? I mean, you think of great players. You think of really talented players in the NBA that are known for really great offense, so their defense slacks a little bit. But their offense is so good, it pulls the players' averages up. Does that make sense? It's kind of like a seesaw. It bounces out. Joe Girard came in. We knew that here's average. We knew he was probably down here because of man-to-man. I mean, he hadn't played it in four years. That's understandable. But his offense was up here. And so far in the season, I think his defense is lower than this. I think he's playing more down here to this level. He's not sticking with his man. He's giving soft coverage to a guy that is hot. Um, he guarded a couple different players tonight that just went off tonight, right? I mean, you had Padula, who shot crazy good. He shot 9 for 16, 60% from the three, 32 points. Um, then you also had uh, Tyler Nickel, who shot 8 for 11, 5 for 7 for the three, 24 off the bench. Joe Girard would guard one of those two players, and he wouldn't play tight on him. The ball could be at the center of court. They'd be at the wing, and he's like off almost in the paint given so much coverage. What you, Common sense. If a guy's hot, you put a hand in their face. You don't give space. You don't back off. Uh, he's given a lot of room tonight on the three. I think his defense is at a level low now where his offense, he's got to be averaging 20 points to counteract that. We need his defense to step it up to be a little bit better. Joe Girard is supposed to be one of our stars. You've heard myself talk about this. You've heard Michael with the Duke Blue Central, and he's on a couple times, talk about this. Uh, Anthony with uh, Corporal Anthony with the uh, Richland County Sheriff Department, when he was on talking about it, our stars have to be our stars, right? P.J. Hall, Joe Girard has to be our stars. They have to be the ones that are shining. And this game and last game and a couple other games, Joe Girard hasn't been. And honestly, he's been almost a little negative. He's, he's in a cold stretch. We really need a game for him sometime soon to be almost a breakout game. We play Boston College at home on Saturday. Hopefully that can be a little bit of a breakout game, but we need him to step it up a little bit. P.J. Hall, he's had diff- he's had better games, right? P.J. Hall's had a little bit more consistent of a year. He's averaging 19.5 points a game, six and a half rebounds, two assists. He's shooting 54% on the year. Uh, he shot better past couple games, though. Again, last two games, Virginia Tech and Carolina, our stars weren't the stars. Last game, he shot 10 points. Tonight, he had 11. P.J. Hall is not performing well. I don't think he's at the level of Joe Girard because talking about that balance, uh, P.J. Hall's offense has been average. His defense has been average. I mean, it would be above average, but the foul troubles are pulling it down. I mean, he's fouled out two of the last three games. Tonight, he was in foul trouble. I think Clemson has been losing these past three games because we haven't played Clemson ball. We've adapted to our opponents. We've tried to match them where they are. We've played sloppy defense. We haven't used offense. And that's another thing. When Clemson does play a stretch of good defense, tonight there was multiple times in the second half where Virginia Tech would go on a stretch where they didn't make a basket, where they would go for minutes without making a shot, without uh, capitalizing on anything. And Clemson would have a chance to run in it. They'd have a chance to make a comeback. Uh, For instance, Virginia Tech didn't score 
in the first three minutes, through two and a half minutes, three minutes, they scored, yeah, three points in the first three minutes. Clemson had multiple chances to make a run, get back in the game, and they only scored four points. There was multiple times like that. Right after that, uh, they scored in the next two minutes. They scored two points. Clemson scored four. So we had multiple sections where long periods of time, multiple possessions where Virginia Tech would turn over, miss shot, miss shot, turnover, turnover, miss shot. And Clemson, instead of capitalizing, of finishing shots, of getting to the lane, of playing our ball, setting up screens, having P.J. Hall have the open looks, Chase Hunter dishing out, Joe Gerard making a shot, instead of our ball capitalizing on empty possessions, we would have even more. They turn over, miss ball, miss shot. We would turn over, turn over, miss shot. You know, we it was like who could compete over who would be more cold. I don't know if that makes sense, but we missed our opportunities to get ourselves back in the game, the entire game. The entire time was like that. I mean, we got it down to a four-point game uh, pretty late. Pretty late in the game, we got it down to four, and we just couldn't finish it. We couldn't capitalize. It was yeah, six minutes and 40 seconds left. It was a four-point game. And then Tyler Nickel hit a big shot that pushed it to six. Then Tyler Nickel hit another three-pointer that pushed it to six off a missed shot. Um, and it, it was just that all night. It was Virginia Tech would go cold. Clemson would go cold. Virginia Tech would get hot. They'd slow back down. We might make a little run, and then they would get hot. And so all night it was just this challenge of, Clemson not being able to capitalize when they had good stretches of defense, as rare as it was, and then just not being able to score hot, not being able to win. Uh, I think overall throughout the game, top to bottom, Virginia Tech outplayed Clemson, and I don't think it's their big their cause they're a better team. I don't think Virginia Tech is a better team than Clemson. I think Clemson is the more talented team. Just something's not clicking. Something's not happening recently. Uh, Miami, gosh, that was one of the most ugliest games I've ever seen Clemson play. It was ugly. Then you got Carolina come in, and we can't make a shot. One for 18. And then now at Virginia Tech, you let them lead the entire game. You let a guy coming off the bench who's averaging like eight points a game, I believe. Let's just see. Yeah, Tyler Nickel, he played 27 minutes tonight. Uh, throughout the year, he's averaging eight points, two rebounds, one assist, shooting 40%. Tonight, he shot 24 points, shooting 70%, four rebounds, one turnover. So you let him do that off the bench. Um, you let Padula have a great game. He's averaging 13 points, and you let him drop a 30 bomb. I think we're coming in and we're just – our stars aren't being our stars, and we're allowing them to have stars shine. Uh, against Miami, they had, they, we had, they had three different players with 20-plus points. We had zero. That, that's what we're talking about. We're not playing our ball. We're not capitalizing when they make mistakes. And instead, we're allowing them to overcome it. We're allowing them to have stars shine and look even better. And after three straight games of this, I don't think you can say, oh, it's just one of those games that happen. It's just one of those games that happen. You just got to chalk it up to it and let it be. There's something to be worried about. There's something there to where it's like, all right, what do we need to fix? I really hope we got two off days tomorrow and Friday uh, before we go back to Little John and we get to Boston College on Saturday at three. I really hope that in these off days, they're able to kind of re- re- be retroactive, be focused in. What do we need to change? What can we look forward to? Get PJ Hall, get Joe Girard, get Chase Hunter back to the spot where they need to be. Uh, allow Ian Shefflin to keep shining uh, and then be able to get back out and make some corrections. So overall, tonight's game was very disappointing. <laughs> Very disappointing. I think tonight's game was very winnable. Um, we came in a one and a half point favorite. I I I would have put more on that. I would I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'd have bet the over. I I'd expect us to easily cover that. Um, and instead we lose by 15. 
to Virginia Tech, who is not having a great year. They're 10 and 5. Uh, so disappointing. Um, but we'll look forward. That's where Clemson basketball is. And I want to end with this. Uh, I've been a Clemson fan for a long time, a long time. And if you've been following Clemson for any time, you know disappointment comes with being a part of it, right? Being disappointed as a Clemson fan. And basketball, hand in hand, right? I mean, that's just a part of it. Uh, So walking through that, thinking through that, looking at this year, we've had three straight losses that after a very encouraging, very positive non-conference schedule, starting 11 and one, uh, beating Pittsburgh in our first ACC game, uh, you're encouraged, right? And then we dropped three games ugly, all three in a row by double digit losses. That's the thing. Not just two, not just three losses. We lost three in a row by double digits. And one of those was at home. Uh, You're disappointed. And I bring that up to say this, I think this might be one of the most disappointed I've been for Clemson basketball only because, and I'm not saying I am yet. I'm saying it has the potential for that because this is definitely, definitely the team with the most talent and the most potential of any Clemson basketball team that I remember. I mean, since maybe 2008, uh, that team had a lot of talent, a lot of skill. uh, But other than that, like this is the team that has the most talent last year. I wouldn't say we were the one of the most more talented teams in the ACC, but we still finished third and then missed the tournament when everyone knows we should have made it. That was disappointing. Last year we were disappointed because we should have been in and we weren't. This year we're disappointed because we're allowing ourselves to have a chance to not be in. We have the talent. We have the potential. We have the players. We're supposed to have the coaches, and we're still not finishing. I really hope as we go on to our net schedule, uh, we can come out and we can win some of these games. I think before tonight's game, there was only two other games that we weren't favored to win. That might change now based on how we're playing. But I think coming up, we've got three games that are very winnable, very winnable games. we got Boston College at three on Saturday. Uh, then we got Georgia Tech on Wednesday, a late game uh, at home. And then we play at Florida State next Saturday. So we've got three games in a row that are very winnable. Let's see if we can go in and win. I think if we can go in, use these three games, use this stretch pretty much the rest of January to kind of get our minds right, get back to focus, get back to playing Clemson basketball, allowing our stars to get more comfortable. If we can do that and then go out of those three and use this as a kickstart to the final quarter, final third of the season, Clemson could be back. But if they continue this up, if they continue playing how they're doing, I think Clemson and our fans, our basketball is in for a very disappointing season. And I think if we continue how we have been playing past three games – we're not going to be in the tournament. And having the team we have did not make the tournament, that's rough. Now, I know I'm being negative. I know all this sounded super negative. I'm not saying our season's over. I'm not saying it's done, throw in the towel, we're not, we're trash. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying right now, I think we're at a turning point. I think we came in, expectations super high, huge potential. I think we came in with all this hot. And then now we've hit a rut, right? We've hit a little valley. Came in high, we've hit a valley. I think now we're here. And now I think now our next three games are the time we're for the turning point of the season where is Clemson going to make this still a successful season or are we going to continue going downhill? Are we going to use the players, the potential, the experience, the age? Are we going to use all this stuff, the potential we have coming into the season and go up with that and continue being good, continue being the Clemson team that we can? Or – are we going to allow us to keep falling and falling and not rising to the challenge? So I think right now it's not over. The season's not over. I don't think we win the ACC. Uh, I think my prediction was uh, not 
correct about that. Uh, but I still think we have a chance to be easily one of the final four teams if we use this as a momentum swing. Let us use this discouragement to ship us back up and to start playing the ball that we know we can, to go back to that high-caliber team that we know we are. Uh, we've got to come in. We've got to win. I think the game Saturday, we've got to win dominantly. Don't let it be a close game at home. I think we've got to come in and dominate Boston College on all aspects to build a confidence boost. Uh, but, yeah, I think right now that's what I would say where we're at. I'd say we're at a crossroads. Are we going to allow this to be a great season or are we going to allow it to be another disappointment? That's where Clemson is. I really think we can do it. I know we can. Let's just see if that happens. But uh, I think that's enough. I think you've heard enough of me talk about this. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the Tiger Wire. If you're enjoying what you're seeing, give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Written reviews and any kind of ratings of five-star help so much. We would greatly appreciate that. Thanks so much for being here. Can't wait to see you next, next time. We will have another episode with you Saturday uh, recapping that Boston College game. You know, so we might be talking about how uh, Dabo Sweeney is now the football coach for Alabama. You never know. We'll see. But anyway, we'll see you Saturday. Thanks so much uh, for following and joining us along for this episode of the Clemson Tiger Wire. Keep that Tiger Pride alive and roaring. And as always, 